Welcome to Tea Time with Mary. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm a former bikini fitness model turned self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey friends, before we begin, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast episode is sponsored by my favorite books. Not literally, but I did create a book list for you with all of my favorite books for self-love and body image and self-confidence and just overall self-healing and growth. I am a huge personal growth person. And to be honest with you, a lot of the things that I talk about come from the books that I've read. I'm a big reader and I always tell my little sister, readers are leaders. And I love audiobooks. I love book books. I love Kindle. I love all the forms of books. Just give me all the goods. So I decided to create a book list for you with my top 25 favorite books. And I actually add to this list. So there's probably going to be more than 25 books on it. But I have narrowed it down to top 25 books that you need to read to start the self-love journey. I'm not saying you have to read all the books right now, but you should have this list handy dandy for when you're getting a book on Amazon or shopping in your Audible or whatever. So I've created this book list and you can get it at maryscupoftea.com slash books. And I will also put it in the show notes. And let me know how you like these recommendations by screenshotting what you're reading and tagging me in your Instagram stories. I always love seeing you use my recommendations. It just makes my whole day because we're like a little community. So anyways, maryscupoftea.com slash books. Go get it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mary's Cup of Tea, the podcast. Today, I am here with my, I don't know what to call you. Better half. Yes. With my, (laughs) I always feel weird saying boyfriend because you're so much more to me than that. Oh, that's so sweet of you. And you're not saying that just because of. I was just about to say that I'm saying that just because we're recording. (laughs) Um, But today, you guys, I thought it would be fun to interview boyfriend for the podcast and do a little Q&A. So on Instagram, I threw up a post um, asking you to ask us your questions about anything, our relationship, things like that. And I've selected my top 10 favorite questions um, that I think would be a really interesting listen. But before we dive into those questions... Let's tell them our origin story, like how we met, that kind of stuff. Okay, that sounds good. You tell them. I, uh, okay. I've never heard it from you. (laughs) (laughs) Usually you're the one that steals the spotlight, Um, but needless to say, I'll um, I'll run with it. Uh, Thankfully, in this modern day that we live in, we have online dating and just um, the whole face-to-face interactions is kind of what I've always wanted to pursue in when meeting someone. But it got to a point where it's just going to work out for me. So I decided to go on Hinge and decided to give online dating a try. And uh, we matched, thankfully. (laughs) And uh, so the first day we just started talking and we kind of got into a deep conversation. What made you swipe right on me? Have you seen yourself? (laughs) (laughs) And not only just the pictures itself, but the way that you described every... With Hinge, they'll give you a question and then you kind of go into description mode. And there's people out there that give a a yes or no or very kind of closed end response. But with you, just kept kind of going and going and going and going. And I was like, okay, this girl definitely right. And she's beautiful. And you can tell from the pictures themselves that you are just vibrating. So it was Mm -hmm. very welcoming. Thanks, babe. That's so sweet. And um, I swiped on you 
Same reason you did. Have you seen yourself? I thought you were hot. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we can't deny that online dating really is first impression, like in the physical way. Um, And then only after can you get more into the other things. Um, But then literally we matched at probably like 11 a.m. on a Sunday Mm-hmm. And we made plans by noon, right? And our plans were like for like four or five o'clock and we met up that day. So I really loved that about our interaction that I didn't just keep going uselessly over text. Right. And kind of that's where usually conversations through the online platform go. It's either a dead end and somebody decides not to respond or uh, it just doesn't go anywhere. And with us, we just kind of kept going once mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other. And thankfully... I invited you out to join me. Remember the text? <laughs> it was like, what are you up to on this Sunday? And I'm like, oh, I'm just taking my sister out to, I think, get her nails done. And you were like, I'm going to uh, Costco and then doing laundry and then doing some shopping. Care to join me? And I'm like, well, I think it's a little too early for me to be doing your laundry because, you know, I'm facetious like that. Right. <laughs> and you're like, no, I didn't mean that. And I said, okay, well, Costco actually sounds like a fun day. And you're like, no, the third one, <laughs> something like that. Something along those lines. Well, yeah. actually, I wanted to invite you out for lunch. And why not go to Costco and kind of stock up on free samples? So mm-hmm. it's a win-win. We get to walk up and down the aisles. It's a <laughs> climate control because in Arizona it's definitely hot um, but uh, it gave us an opportunity to communicate and at the same time I wanted to see who you really were and what what your response would be with, to that <laughs> but we ended up not doing Costco that's right and I also well I didn't go for the shopping thing honestly because you never know with online dating like what if a dude's like hey I'm gonna be your sugar daddy I'm gonna take you shopping so that's why I like completely ignored that part at first just to see that's what you would say yeah. But obviously, you asked it to see what I would say, too. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> so we both passed we did. each other's tests. And we end up meeting up at this boutique. And then next to it was, uh, what is it, Margarita Taco Place? Yeah. Yeah. So we walked next door. We actually stopped by the uh, clothing boutique just to kind of walk around. And uh, I wanted to see if she thought that I was at all a sugar daddy of any kind. And just to kind of feel her out. So it was more or less an experiment <laughs> on my end and probably an experiment on your end as well. But after a couple of minutes of walking and talking at the boutique, we decided to go across the street and have a margarita. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing this part from you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, the part of the story that I have to tell everyone, though, is we sat at this taco place. We had our drinks. I remember having white wine. And then you're like, let's go across the street and have some dinner, right? And as we're walking, that's when you planted the first kiss on me. And I remember like melting into your arms and my hands wrapped around your neck. And at this point in my life, I was wearing rings on all of my fingers. Like that was kind of my vibe was to wear Remember all those rings I used to wear? Yeah, very gypsyish. Yeah, very <laughs> gypsyish. I would like double up on yeah. on my fingers. And I remember because I was wearing like a little knuckle ring, my arms were like wrapped around you and one of my rings fell off. And we were so into kissing that I didn't even say anything. I didn't stop you. I wasn't like, oh, my ring fell. I just let it fall. And I still don't have it till this day. That was the last time I saw it. And you could say that was the moment where you fell in love with me. Oh, yes. yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then, no, the moment was when we went across the street to the Italian place and this man orders a beet salad. That's me. That was the moment, okay? Because growing up Russian, beets are a big deal. Borscht is a big deal. Beet salad, like mm-hmm. shredded beets. And the fact that you chose the beet salad and you were excited about it made my heart smile. 
Absolutely. I wanted to impress you. So I thought beet salad, this is how we're going to do it. <laughs> I didn't want to be any kind of, I, I don't want to select any kind of traditional foods. So I like to kind of think outside the box. And mm-hmm. whenever we go to a restaurant, even now, we always kind of uh, pick something different, something strange and kind of go off of that. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is we both speak Russian, right? And we knew that when we matched or when we first started messaging back and forth. But it wasn't until we met up that I was like, okay, is this dude lying? Because you know how guys know like one or two words in a language and then they'll put like Italian and then they say, yeah, I speak it. And they know like three words. Yeah. That shit bothers me. And so I thought you would be one of those people that like couldn't hold a conversation, but you were the opposite. You were fluent, like so good at Russian. Um, And that was definitely sexy because I never, ever, ever, ever even dreamed of being with somebody who speaks my language quite literally. Right, and I'm glad that we have that kind of connection on that on that language, and we can kind of uh, speak outside of uh, the norm. Mm-hmm. So especially when we're out and about, we can kind of uh, turn the <laughs> dial and speak Russian. We can bicker, we can like dirty talk, it's like hot. Yeah. <laughs> I love it because I think there's so many things that you can't translate, like so many things about my childhood that if I try to retell them, it's not the same. Whereas like, you know what a babushka is. It's not just a grandma. It's different. It's just different. It's a Russian grandma, which is different. And so the fact that you just get it without me needing to like translate or over explain or, you know, I was even thinking about this. People who are speak different languages, not that there's anything against multicultural relationships, but I feel like you kind of spend 50% of your relationship trying to translate to one another and trying to like explain to one another your culture, which is there's so much beauty in that too. Um, but I almost like that like understanding that we had right off the bat. Yeah, I think the, that's just that's what makes us that much closer because we have a um, physical connection. We have a spiritual connection and we also have a cultural connection. Yeah, for sure. Okay, baby, can we dive into these? Listener questions. I feel like I'm at a therapist's office here. Because so <laughs> of my chair. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> excited. So uh, thank you for all the questions. Let's uh, let's dive in and see what let's we can do. do. It. Okay, the first one, I won't lie. It's kind of a fishy one. Fishy, i.e. It's fishing. me fishing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he knows that I fish for compliment. If I want a compliment, I'll just ask you. <laughs> right. Um, how have you grown since being in a relationship with Mary? And what have you learned from her? Oh, it's pretty deep. Um, going right off the bat, I can say that uh, I've struggled with body image on my own. And what you've taught me and what I picked up over the past year plus is that it's perfectly okay to be in the body that you are in. I used to go around, especially during the summers, you know, kind of suck my stomach in and be really self-conscious about my body. But now it's just like, you know what, this is me. I have more to offer and I'm fully content and comfortable with where I am and who I am. Funny. You never told me that. Well, you know, some things I like to keep to myself. <laughs> and to thousands of other people. Well, apparently now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for that that vulnerability. Um, yeah, I always wonder how what that's like for men because it's obviously different, but yet men still struggle, but they almost struggle in silence. Very true. Um, so you can't. I mean, this is probably the first time you've verbalized anything remotely close to that, right? Yeah. And I think the majority of men do, especially when it comes down to, you know, taking your shirt off at the pool. Everyone, I think, deals with their own uh, self-conscious issues that they have. But 
uh, it's that point where you realize you have more to offer than just your body. And that's that's the special connection that we all share. Yeah, I love that. And I love that we have a relationship where I don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. I love our naked swimming sessions in broad daylight. <laughs> Is this PG-13? <laughs> yes, we have an explicit rating on it. So no worries. Perfect. <laughs> okay, next question. Um this one's interesting, and I'm curious how you're going to answer it. You've said before that the beginning of your relationship was very fast. I've mentioned that. Yet you two have been together a while and seemingly have such a healthy relationship. Normally, faster stuff is unhealthy. Do you think there's a reason why yours worked out so well? I think it, it, it has a lot to do with you and, and who you are. You're the kind of person that really pushes to um, to do better, to support those around you. and uh, you know, relationships, they kind of do fizzle out after the first couple months, I would say. And as they call it, the honeymoon phase is over and uh, that pillow talk is over. So what's there left? But um, I think you just bring out the best in me and uh, you bring out the best of those around you. And it keeps it very inter- interesting and entertaining, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, Mary calls herself a very fun person. And she is, whether she is awake during the day or at night and because she definitely has a lot of fun when she's sleeping you can catch her smiling giggling and i'm like what in the world is going on but it's just kind of you as a person you're you're fun to be around and um i'm just very fortunate thanks babe a couple months ago they need to know the story apparently a couple months ago i was laughing in my sleep (laughs) and in the morning he's like I heard you laughing. What was up with that? Do you remember? And I'm like, no, I guess I'm just a fun sleeper. (laughs) And we both cracked up laughing. And in that moment, the term fun sleeper was born. (laughs) I think it's true. I think, um, I don't know. I won't lie. At the beginning of our relationship, because we went balls to the wall, and then we spent so much time together that first week, we spent, what, almost a whole week together? Yeah. Um, And then we separated for... For an X amount of time, yeah. right? You went on your trip. I went on mine. That was crazy, too. That was a little tough. Like, okay, so we met end of March and then end of May. So two months, not even, right? You left the country and then I left the country. And I was in Bali for six weeks and you right. were in Israel for a couple weeks. Right. But it ended up that we were apart total for six weeks. And that was really tough. Like, literally, we went from not knowing each other to having this, like, crazy love fest and then basically living together because I just slept at your house most of the time. And then that day I took you to the airport. I remember being so sad. I cried so much. Yeah, we documented that, didn't we? When you dropped me off at the airport. But it was it was a learning curve for me because usually after, you know, so much time goes by when you're dating someone and then you take a long, extensive trip, it's, again, the flame burns out and it just kind of, all right, nothing yeah. was there. So let's just keep it moving. Let me find someone else. But with you, even the the distance couldn't keep us apart because we we FaceTimed each other as much as we could because we were on different time zones. So that was a little challenging of its own. Um, and again, you're in Bali where the reception was really spotty. And, and I, I was hosting my retreat. Exactly. And so. I was on my trip. And, you know, that that was that was a hurdle for us. And I thought coming back into the States and seeing you again would be like, okay, let me start from all over again. Mm-hmm. And I told you that I would have to reintroduce myself, yeah. right? I felt like meeting each other again. Yeah. And kind of learning about each other all over again. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if you felt this way. This is the first time I'm saying this out loud. But when I first, like, I got to Bali and my fear wasn't that I was not that I didn't, that not that I wanted to cheat on you, but my fear was that I would come back 
and realize that you didn't take it as seriously as I took it. It's interesting. And I thought like, okay, well then what if I, you know, what if I come back and I'm heartbroken and like this whole six weeks I've been just doing nothing but, you know, FaceTiming this man and being by myself and whatever. And then I come back and come to find out like the summer was different for you than it was for me. That was something that I was also dealing with. Because even though we talked every day, we didn't talk that much. Right. We didn't. It's kind of like Greece and summer loving kind of just sing me a song, right? Had a blast, but what's what's next? Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely serious on both of our parts. And people that do go travel, you know, tendencies kind of come into play where you're lonely and you want some companion and you can't help but to find that somewhere. But with you and I, I mean, because of the fact that we have technology on our side to FaceTime each other, I was yeah. on a bus with like 40, mm-hmm. 50 other people and I just made sure that everyone saw you and you saw yeah. everyone else. It was well. little things like that that made me feel really special too. Because these are people that you didn't even know. Right. You were with a group um, and I just felt included either way. Like the fact that everybody knew that you had a girlfriend, that made me feel mm-hmm. better. And then like three weeks into our time apart was when, because I sold my car before I left for Bali, remember? I do. And you're a car dude. So I asked you to hook it up with a car. If you find something, you know keep it for me. I'll probably drive it when I get back. And then you sent me a picture of like the perfect car, the car of my dreams. <laughs> and you were like, should I get this? And that made me really excited because the car of my dreams, it wasn't like the car of my dreams, but it was a white Toyota Corolla, right. which was crazy that you picked that one out because that's the car my mom and I used to drive when she first moved to America. It was like my childhood car basically until it got destroyed in a hailstorm in like 2012. But my whole childhood, I have like such fond memories of me and my mom driving in a Toyota Corolla and talking about like God and astrology and like spirituality and like all these like very touching memories. And so the fact that out of all cars you could have possibly gotten for me, it was that car. Right. That was crazy. I didn't even think about it that way until I just started talking about it now. Hey, if you believe in signs, I think that's a pretty strong sign there. For sure. For sure. And then what was it like when when uh, we came back? Uh, it, like it, at the airport, seeing it, me again. Yeah, holding you in my arms was was definitely special. It it felt strange, but felt like we picked up where we left off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that was when I kind of <laughs> tricked you into starting to live with me because I came with all my suitcases and they kind of just stayed here. Just and that stayed, was that. Yeah, definitely <laughs> squatted. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess that was kind of how it worked, right? You know how they say it's like slowly but surely one person starts moving in with a toothbrush and some socks and some underwear. <laughs> no, not Mary. She came in with three <laughs> luggages packed. And she's like, I I'm here. Stay here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, but I do want to like answer this question more succinctly. Um, even though the beginning of our relationship was fast, I think that helped what helped it the most. I remember being like obsessed with having you take all these quizzes. Remember, we would ask each other these questions like about your attachment style. I remember I was very into that. Um, And then learning about each other. I think what helped us was that we came into the relationship. Neither of us was being saved or rescuing. Right. And both of us were just like really, really secure. So even though we were like balls to the wall, like borderline love addiction, like at least we still had ourselves and our separate work projects and, you know, a lot of work done and you're a little older than me. So you were very stable in so many ways that I wasn't used to. And because of that, we're still here. 
Right. I think that's one of the key points is that uh, we, even though we have fun, we, we, we get deep into it. And I feel like you can either get in, deep into it in the beginning stages or you, you, you're going to have to wait for it. And it's just like a ticking time bomb. You can't you can't ignore it. You have to go all in. And I feel like the book that I that I have mm-hmm. really opened the doors for us to connect on a different level because there's a lot of distractions. And I've always looked at, you know, clubs or restaurants and people just going out to bars as more or less distractions. What's what's missing from their lives? But for me, for you and I, it's like, yes, we had that part and we can distract ourselves or just kind of unwind then. But we unwind really well together by going deep into the conversations and having really memorable and healthy and fun topics to talk about. Tell us about the book you're referring to. Uh, <laughs> it's like 101 questions to ask before you get engaged. <laughs> he pulls this book out after we've known each other for like three days. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, technically, you could ask these questions just about anyone. Exactly. And that's what I loved about them. I think the first time was like three, four weeks into our relationship. I remember it was after Passover. So he brought me over to family (laughs) pretty quickly. Um, And then the weekend after, or no, was it the day after we spontaneously decided to drive to San Diego? Remember that? I don't remember the the, On a Saturday morning. But I do remember the spontaneous trip that we decided to take. And that's when we brought that book. And in the car, we were asking each other those questions. And all of your answers were just like so balanced. And that brings me to the next question that somebody asked was, what's your favorite thing about each other? And I think... For me, I mean, I have a lot of favorite things now, but what struck me at the very beginning was I was like, this guy is just so balanced. Like everything about your life, nothing was like extreme. Nothing was like chaotic. Nothing was toxic. Nothing was suspicious. Nothing was like, all your answers were just like very thoughtful. Like this book had some hard questions about like, how are you going to discipline your kids? Right. And every answer that you came up with was just like so Practical, And I feel like that's like easier said than done. Like most people say like, oh, yeah, I can answer questions. But when it comes down to it, like <laughs> most people are kind of whack. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think that's just kind of piggyback on that. Majority of the people answer questions because they're emotionally attached to it. But mm-hmm. once you take take that portion out or you step out of that emotional circle that you're in, you kind of start thinking it, thinking about uh, the answer to the question from every angle. And uh if you can do that before making any decisions in life, really kind of get down to that practical thought, I think it's really important. Yeah. As and they say, leave the emotions at the door. Yeah. And it didn't feel like any of your answers to those questions were because you wanted me to approve of them. That's what I love about you a lot now is like you're very much your own person. Yeah. I feel like the, the, there's a lot of people that rely on each other to survive. Uh, thankfully for me, I started uh, my own path when I was 19 and kind of figured things out for myself. Uh, you know, moved across the country just to figure out how I'm going to live, how I'm going to make money. And and that is a real lesson on its own and just how to deal with people in general. Uh, I, I never said anything to impress you. I feel like everyone should be just who they are. And if we can kind of put that out the door, I feel like, you know, there'll be more genuine connections between people. Yeah. Okay, what was the moment that you both knew you were each other's person? Do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go. Really? Uh, you know, right? Like that? <laughs> well, we were talking about it. Uh, hey, you can't steal mine. I'm going to say with Passover dinner with oh. the family. I feel like you presented yourself very well. 
you, you held your conversations both in English and in Russian. You, um, you've, you've helped the family when they needed it. Like, for example, when we clean the tables or when things needed to be done. It's like you're not shy to... Uh... Excuse me. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Speaking of my mom. It's probably your dad. It is, yeah. You know that ringtone. <laughs> I do know that ringtone because he calls on WhatsApp video. Or no, is it FaceTime? No? It's WhatsApp. WhatsApp. For some reason, when he calls me on FaceTime, he can't see me. And, you know, he can't just call me on the phone. He has to see me. FaceTime every time. It doesn't matter what he's doing. It doesn't. Nothing matters. It's always FaceTime. Even if you, like, pick up just the phone, your dad will press the FaceTime Yeah, he's like, wait, wait, don't say anything. Let me connect the video. <laughs> <laughs> always. Yeah. That's Shout amazing. out to the... Uh, to dad and everyone else that has, you know, <laughs> close bonds with their family. Exactly. They can't get away. <laughs> uh, but back to the conversation, uh, I feel like that was the moment when I said, okay, this is someone that's really special because not only does she connect with me, she can connect with my family and my close ones. Uh, so I, uh, that was a turning point mm. for me. Babe, that's so sweet. I never knew that. I also brought my sister. She was like my wing woman because I was like, please come because I was so nervous. And at least with my sister sitting next to me, I can like, you know, put food on her plate or <laughs> ask her something. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And but the my, fact that you, go ahead. Yeah, my family loves loves your sister yeah. as well. And the fact that right off the bat, my sister was more than welcome, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was literally, Passover was like three weeks after we met. Right. And you were like, you yeah. should bring your sister. And I thought that was the sweetest thing in the world because it, it helped me know that it wasn't just your door that was open to me, but your family's door, and they're also open to people who are important to me. Yeah, and I wouldn't have invited you over if I didn't think that you would be, a, you know, a, a good, well-rounded human. <laughs> uh, this is not just an open invitation kind of thing, but it, it it became one because we spent, you know, the the lead the, the weeks that led up to the to the dinner together. And I'm like, this is just an incredible human who has an incredible heart, and uh, yeah, I just. Um, to fall in love with you even more oh honey <laughs> i love you well the moment for me i've told you about this before kind of half jokingly but it was seriously like a really big moment for me um i think there were a lot but well one you never judge me or my requests or my tendencies or like anything of that nature um and so i remember early on in our relationship i read something about eye gazing um, like at a yoga class where the yoga teacher made people eye gaze with each other. And I do this practice at retreats as well, um, which is so powerful because you basically like look deeply into each other's souls. Um, but I read it in the context of relationships and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if he'll want to eye gaze with me and if he'll be open to that at all. And this was like, like I said, when I first met you, you were very much like stable and normal and nothing about you was like very woo woo spiritual out there. Like you're not like a yogi or like, Guys I've met in Bali are like, yeah, let's do this like crazy, like psychedelic stuff or whatever. But I was wondering if that level with you would be possible about like, hey, like, let's look deeply into each other's eyes. And I didn't know how you would react. And I remember we were outside. It was the morning. We were drinking coffee and we sat on the porch drinking coffee or not the porch, the backyard. And I'm like, hey, can we eye gaze? And you literally didn't even hesitate. I don't even think you knew what that meant. You were like, sure. Yeah, I thought we were going to have a staring contest. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we had. And then I crawled onto your lap. I like straddled you and we gazed at each other's eyes for like five minutes. I I think I set a timer on Alexa. I was like, Alexa, set timer for five minutes, right? Yeah. 
And um, we just went for it. And you didn't look away. You didn't push me away. It wasn't awkward or weird. It just felt real. It felt like I was here with my person. Um, and I felt very like seen, heard, and understood in that moment. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> Did I you know no that? idea. No. I told you, I think, like half jokingly. I was like, well, remember that one time <laughs> we stared at each other? <laughs> Little did I know. Yeah, that was the moment. Okay, question for boyfriend. What's different about this relationship than past relationships? Oh. Uh, can I just say I've never had a relationship in the past, and this is my first one, and it's just fantastic. No, you can't blah, say blah, that. No, I can't say that. I can't get away with that. <laughs> uh, I feel like this one is 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 real and in in a sense where it's 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 larger than just superficial things. Um, you are an incredible human that looks past or looks deep into a person and wants to get really deep inside of them and get to know them. Whereas majority of the people uh, in the world uh, and most that I've dated are more superficial of what's hot and what's not. Uh, and even though they can be physicians or whatnot, it's mm -hmm. like still to a point that root of that person doesn't change. Like your title doesn't give you a different outlook on, on how to treat people. Um, so with you, it was just more like this is just something that's that's deep into the bones embedded of, of a good human and a good soul. Yeah, thanks, Bunny. I love this. I love the questions I chose. <laughs> They're all fishy. <laughs> As I'm sweating here, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this one's fun. And I've asked you this before before out of my own curiosity, so you're more or less prepared. Um, but somebody asked, how do you cope with your posts, with my posts, in minimal or no clothing? I know he supports you and understands, but I know my boyfriend would struggle with that a bit. Uh, totally valid. And I've honestly felt insecure and slash nervous about this before. So I've, I asked you this, I think, like a couple months ago, not even. Um could you like expand? Yeah. Speaking of which, I heard from a friend of mine that you were doing some uh, TikTok on and off switch with some other guy. I don't know who that was. On and off switch? Yeah, switching the clothing back and forth. What are you talking about? I was getting to the uh, the switch. Oh. You know, Drake, <laughs> I just flipped a switch. I just flipped a switch. Yeah. You were the guy. No, it wasn't. That wasn't. You made me nervous. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who told you what? The thing is, I I, I understand that. It, it, Wait, can I pause and add something? For the record, they've seen just as much as me as they have of you because of that video. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, scroll down to like my post from maybe April. It was like mid-quarantine. And we did that flip the switch challenge where I was like, I just flipped a switch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know who that is. Uh huh. It was just some guy I found. I uh, <laughs> uh, I I respect what you do and the message that you send to to women everywhere. Um, I have an older sister. I have cousins that are that are women and girls. My aunts, uh, my my nieces. Uh, so the message is very strong, and I and I am a firm believer in the in the in the mission and the change that you're bringing into the world. Um, I also don't stalk your social media accounts. I know that what is it, 95%, if not more, followers are women. So that's nice. And you're not doing it to get a reaction, but you're doing it to, to show that it's okay, to be okay, to be comfortable in your own skin, in your own body. And I think that's, that's the message that you're 
that you're sending out. And I find that valid. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Yeah, I block people that make me even remotely uncomfortable, like a psycho. I mean, you see me. <laughs> you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, blocking people. <laughs> yeah, um, some of these text messages or direct messages. That yeah. You get. I mean, this is it's a strange world. My favorite is, I like your boob. <laughs> but left or the right? Yeah. I mean, literally any person, any man, especially who slides into DMs and he's even remotely disrespectful or comments on my appearance at all. I don't even care if it's like a, you're beautiful. Like I will block that because my message is not for you. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that that makes me feel better a little bit too, um, just for my own safety. And also like, I don't know, I keep in mind that so many men out there, like a guy can walk around with his shirt off and nobody bats an eye, you know? Um, and so for me, it's like that part of liberation. I know that people show like their empowerment in different ways. And sometimes I feel the most empowered in a turtleneck. Um, but for me, maybe probably 70% of the time, I feel really good when I can say that like, yeah, I've fought to love my body and now I'm here and now I can confidently take pictures of myself and and just be who I am. And I love that you respect that and appreciate that. Yeah. And I honestly can't tell the difference between a swimsuit or underwear. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not socially acceptable to wear your one underwear outside, but yeah. put it on a swim, swimsuit. It's like and a made up okay. thing. Yeah. Right. It's, really it's like so made up for sure. And I think honestly, that's one of the things that I've appreciated about you since the very beginning, because as much as so many people say that, like, yeah, I'm a feminist. Like, you do you, whatever. Like, when it comes down to it, they get uncomfortable. They're like, why would you post that? They make side comments. And I've gotten those so much. Um, and that's made me so angry. And I have yet to receive any kind of condescending tone or criticism or any commentary whatsoever about any of my posts. Ever. Ever. Wow. From you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. You are wow. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just say wow to yourself? I'm like, wow, this is a great guy. (laughs) You really are. Not only is he handsome. Uh (laughs) Hey, it's a podcast. They can't see. (laughs) Not yet. We'll go video soon, right? Yeah, we're going to do a face reveal soon. Whenever you're comfortable. Um, Is it hard living together, babe? And what are the challenging parts and what are the best parts? I never thought it would be so easy living with someone. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's so just fun. So natural and such a such a good mesh. Uh, we have, you know, we have our down days. I think me more than you, no. just because I deal with my own issues in my head. Uh, but you're there to uh, to boost me up and uh, always asking, "What's the issue? What's going on? How can I be?" <laughs> you just assistant? don't know it's something in the help? air. That was earlier yeah. today. Yeah, you're like it's something in the air, and I'm like, yeah, me too. Uh, I'm a cancer, so we're very sensitive and very emotional. So I'll have my up days and low days. And that's just because I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. But it's never to a point where I am um, angry or never anything of that nature. But it's just more like I just need my own time. And you yeah. respect that. You give me my time. I give you your time. And when we do get together, our time is so valuable and we have so mm-hmm. much fun. And um, Zeus is here as well, but he's in the other room. And we have <laughs> Zeus time. We have family time. We have group hugs and cuddle sessions and everything of that nature. It's just I really grown to appreciate and value people's time, yours, mine, and Zeus's all. <laughs> so it's just a wonderful, wonderful feeling that you get when you're surrounded by good energy and good people. Yeah, 
I think we cohabitate very naturally together. I'm yeah. very impressed. We've probably only had like two, maybe three fights in a year and a half. Um, and even then, it's not like anything crazy. We never get angry. We are not like, I mean, we get angry, but we're not like abusive ever. Um, yeah, not verbally, not physically. No. Nothing of that nature. Yeah. I, think, I didn't grow up in a household that had any kind of verbal or yeah physical altercation. So it was, but again, it's, it's also my, my parents were very quiet towards each other. So that kind of rubbed off, rubbed off on me. So if you have a problem, it just kind of goes quiet. Yeah. But you bring that out. And what you've taught me also, just kind of piggyback and circle back is communication. And mm. That's very important, I think. Yeah, I think... Um, I grew up in a household with a lot of yelling, but not from, like, my parents directly, um, especially not my dad. We're, like, very calm, very communicative. I think, I mean, you know my dad. He will <laughs> he will talk for hours just to explain how the microwave works. Yes. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's changed my life. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think you are very much from a household where, like, things get swept under the rug. For sure. And then I'm very much, I don't think that way but I appreciate that more than ever but the biggest thing that I've had to learn with you is to give you that space because I don't know what the hell space means to be honest and you're the one that's taught me that um so being like okay like he'll come around like we can spend time apart it's okay we do spend a lot of time together and I feel like we don't really get sick of each other necessarily but for me I've had to like check in with myself and be like okay am I do we need space, time apart, you know, um, and know that that's not anything personal, too, because for me, it's like, OK, well, if he doesn't want to hang out with me, then what do I do? Is this then? Yeah, this mean we're breaking up. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things people t- take to themselves is that am I the reason why this just happened? But yeah. The answer is no. And it's one of the questions in that book of 101 questions to ask is when you're upset and you come home, how do you want me to deal with that? Do you want mm. me to approach you and talk to you about it or do you want me to give you your space? And yeah. I answered, I need my space. And you answered, no, I need you to ask me 15 <laughs> times what the problem is. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you remember that. Now it's coming back to me. Yeah, for sure. See, and we always say, I have a good memory. You have a good memory. Can't believe you remember that. That's so sweet. I also you remembered because it was important to you. It's exactly. funny because literally two weeks ago, um, I was going through. Remember when I didn't leave the bed for two and a half days? <laughs> yes. And I was like very down and doom and gloom well I was talking to my therapist Nina after that and I was like yeah I just um I don't feel you know like I'm totally supported and she's like well what would make you feel the most supported and I'm like honestly I need somebody to ask me like a couple times and be like what's wrong can I do anything and you came by I think maybe three four times but for me that wasn't enough I'm like I still need the hugs and kisses and like everything's gonna be okay and I'm a words of affirmation person so I need the verbalness too um, but it's just so different learning everybody's kind of style because you very much need like time to yourself. And if I bug you, it's going to make you angrier than you were to start with ever. It's just going to make you more frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And, uh, you've learned that about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something, ch- it's, it's hard for you to adapt that into <laughs> your life because you're very much a communicative person yeah, and you need to, on. uh, yeah, you knock on the door. Four yeah. times you like this but show. I can also be passive aggressive too, <laughs> right? Like I can also do the silent treatment just as long as you can. <laughs> Sometimes we're like, "Who's it gonna be? What's gonna break?" Yeah. Okay, I'm a but, little better at that. But do you remember the best apology that I've ever issued you? 
the one time where we got in a fight about that smoothie. I talked a text message. I'm no, just uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got in a fight about that smoothie. Right. And then um, I made you a video. Yes. And literally, I was in my room for like six hours Most of the day, making this video. Day. And Stan thought I was mad at him. And literally, like, you, I don't know, you were in your office. I was in my office, right? And I come out at like four o'clock and I, I walk into your office and I pulled out my camera and I'm like, are you still mad at me? And you're like, no. And I put that at the end of the video. And yeah. then I added that into the video. I sent you the video and I was like, because literally at the beginning of our relationship, remember that trip to San Diego? Mm-hmm. We have on video where I'm like, are you always going to love me even when I make you mad? <laughs> and you're like, yes, I'm going to love you even when <laughs> you make me mad. And that's what I put at the beginning. And then the end, I made you that video for personal pleasure. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, one, it's my favorite video of all time. Is it? More than the birthday video? <laughs> well. <laughs> that was like our lovey-dovey video. It, yeah, it, it, t- it takes me back to that place of uh, of everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Like the, nothing can get between us in a sense especially something that's something foolish as a smoothie smoothie. yeah (laughs) can we just clarify i asked him if he wants a smoothie not ask me okay whatever so i heard him say yes i want a smoothie i made the smoothie i gave it to him he didn't want it he's like you gotta drink it and i'm like well i don't want it and you were like but you can't waste it i'm like well i made it for you and then we literally got upset at each other we did because there was a miscommunication i didn't hear that you were going to make it for me. I just heard that you were going to make it for yourself. And I felt forced to drink it. <laughs> and this was granted 60 days into quarantine when we were spending every single waking <laughs> moment with one another. Good times. Uh, okay, long form answer to that question. Yes, it's so much fun living together. Feels supernatural. Um, and I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, this one, I guess you kind of answered. Um, but did he deal with any body confidence issues? How did he help you through your journey? And this, this is the one I actually want us to answer. How do you plan to teach your kids about body confidence and or how do we talk to Ilana about it, my sister? So how do we plan to teach our kids body confidence? I think, uh, you know, a while back, I, my mom mentioned, because uh, I have a niece uh, and their granddaughter. And whenever Bella comes around the house, my mother never restricts her with any kind of foods. And that's kind of how I grew up as well. If you wanted a candy, okay, go have a candy. We there, There's a certain point where I believe, um, or at least for me, my body said, okay, this is enough. Let's, let's yeah. just cut it down. Um, it was never to a point where I needed to consume too much. Yeah. Um, but I think kids are natural intuitive eaters. Yeah. And my mom believed that. And I think that's the way that I would want to raise my kids as well to make it, okay, if you want to eat something, let's just... Talk about what exactly you're consuming. I think edu- educating kids as well is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've always been really aligned with the food thing that, you know, food is food. It's pleasurable. It's fun. You yeah. know, we always, okay, this is going back to what I love the most about you. The, this I love about you. You're a good eater. I think everything in moderation is, is, yeah. is good. Like everything food. we make is just like, you like everything. Like you like onions as much as you like candy. Um, and all our meals are just like so well-rounded and so balanced. Like I never see you, this going back to you just being a balanced individual, but you've taught me a lot about like a good relationship with food. 
as well. Um, even though I felt like I had a handle on it, like you took it to another level and all our meals are just like so balanced. We always have something green. We always have, we love our bread with butter. You know, we love our, all the Shabbat food (laughs) that we get from your lovely mother and all of that. It's always just like so balanced and we don't have to like work at it. It reminds me of exactly how I used to eat when I was a kid, when my grandma would feed me. For sure. Um, and I really want that with our kids. I think uh, there was a point where I was boxing and very much into my my body and my uh, I watched what I ate. And that's just so exhausting. <laughs> Honestly, the food, food prepping and go to the market and buying things for the whole week. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is just too much. And it just doesn't seem right. I feel like, you know, you can only have chicken or fish for so many days in a row. It's like I need. Yeah, I need consistency, but not with food. I like to try different things. It's like there's a certain point where you realize that, you know, life is pretty short. So why not go have something different and go enjoy yourself? Yeah. And with food, there's still like a certain level of consistency. You're just not crazy about it. You know, I saw a post today on Instagram, actually, that was like, oh, eating carbs is so unhealthy. And then the follow up was like, oh, and stressing about every single thing you put in your mouth 24 seven is healthy yeah i always look back to our ancestors right how did they live for so long it's like they consumed all this other food and we have so much food now that's gmo but it's also it's like moderation just yeah and gmos have also felt fed so many people right just being able to produce the surplus and everything um but i think like a healthy relationship with food starts with being like food is abundant it'll be here tomorrow um i can have what i want so that way you're not in that like fight or flight, feast or famine kind of mindset around food. It's a really good point. Yeah. Um, Because, again, as kids, like, oh, we get distracted, you know, so-and-so called and let's play on the playground. And then sometimes you have extra pizza and whatever. Right. Right. Like, it's just that it all, at the end of the day, just evens each other out, even though sometimes it's a little more, other times it's a little less. It just works out Um, like so many things in nature do. It's a harmony. Nature do. Um, but okay. But what about the body image thing? I'm so nervous if we have girls cause I have a little sister now. And so it's been up and down. Alana is a lot wiser than I was. Um, and I'm glad that she has me. I hope that I can do my part, but, um, with the body thing, I think it's really much as just lead by example. Like we don't do body comments, right? We right? do not. We don't do body comments at all. Um, and even that, like taking the focus away from that completely, I think that is just a simple way that can do so much for kids that like your household is the one place where they, they literally don't have to even think about that. It's not about, do you look good or look bad? It's just like, I'm, we're not talking about how we look. Right. I feel coming from our culture. I mean, it's, it's something that they comment on it, especially if they haven't seen you for mm-hmm. months on end or years on end. Like oh, your hand the other day. Yeah. Did you hear? It's either you got a little bigger yeah. or you got a little skinnier or you look great and you're glowing, whatnot. But um, yeah, not condoling that in, in our household is going to be key for us. And at the same time, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You're such a great role model to your sister. I can only imagine how great you're going to be with your own daughters. Oh, thanks, honey. <laughs> and sons, too. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, we, like that's just so important, too. Um, just all people in general, boys, girls, whatever gender. Right. That they all learn that they're just so much more than that, than their body, than their genitalia, than whatever. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are all the questions that I picked out. Any final thoughts, my love? <laughs> I'm going to let you close it off. Okay. This was really fun. And uh, thanks again for the opportunity. 
I hope I brought value to you and to your listeners. Thank you. I think this was one of our best podcast episodes yet. Well, you're sweet. Yeah. It's nice to be on the inside versus on the outside when I walk by your door (laughs) and I hear you talking to the mic. (laughs) I think this is so fun. It's literally Monday night and it just felt so natural. Um, And it was a lot of fun. I feel like I I know you even better now. So many things that I never knew. (laughs) Oh, nice. First, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, next chapter. Yeah, me too. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, um, for tuning in, for asking your questions. I hope this gave you some insight into my life and to us. Um, Yeah. And things of that nature. Let me know how you like this podcast by tagging me in your Instagram stories. I'm going to be responding and reposting those because it's just so important to me that you, you know, you listen in on my life. It feels really cool. Um, So yeah, I'll talk to you next week. And baby, say bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.